Hello everyone, welcome to Paul's Dramland Podcast. Yo! So my guys here joining as always with my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. For the second time. Yo! And we're here because just around the corner, it's a very big weekend in wrestling. Very I mean, big. I feel like I feel like when there's more than one show, I always say it's a big weekend in wrestling, but it is. Because like, it's really big for Impact Wrestling because it's bound for glory, the biggest show of the year. At least they say it's the biggest show of the year, I still think. Hell yeah. But then well what have we got? We've got Bound for Glory. We have extreme rules. I'm sure like other bunch of pricks have something else going on. Well, yes, on, on Friday we have AEW they do remedies, but they're taping a thing for Saturday the design of special they do called Battle of the the Belts. Ugh. But on on the Friday as well as Fiber Glory we've got SmackDown which is being billed as the season premiere SmackDown, which is featuring a Gunther Seamus rematch for the Intercontinental That's title. Be fucking sweet. That'll be very interesting to see what happens with that one. Yeah. So, I wanted to do this quick show before Brian will go ahead and talk about predictions. Maybe we'll talk a lot of Extreme Rules about that on the Saturday, but... So, like, and the Extreme Rules is big <laughs> because, for two reasons, well, it's the second fully Triple H booked kind of pay-per-view. Yeah, uh-huh. The first one in the US. Yeah. It's actually an Extreme Rules that has all gimmick matches and not just confined to one fucking match. Yeah. And the possibility of Bray Wyatt showing up with the whole right rab- right rabbit thing. Blah, 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 blah. I can't even speak. I, I, I have my fingers, my toes, my eyelashes crossed for this bloody appearance of Bray. I want him back. God damn how, do, how, do, how exactly does one cross one's eyelashes? I don't know, but it's happened anyway. Sounds very painful. Yeah, it's a... need a lot of medical help. I'll need a lot of medical assistance if Bray doesn't turn up. <laughs> you need a lot of medical assistance now. You're very, you're a very strange individual. Yes, I am, but not a serial killer, so I'm okay. Yet. Anyway. <laughs> Yet. There will become a day. There will become a court case where this podcast is entered in as evidence <laughs> of his deteriorating mental state. A documentary where was the good times, and then it became very dark. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts to an, it's just audio of this podcast of you shooting and balling and. Seen all sorts of F's and Jeff's about something. He, all, he always seemed like such a calm individual. I just didn't see it coming. <laughs> see, that's fucking shit. That's what shit because this and that and that. Like, how could anyone know he was so angry? <laughs> just, a, just a wee image of Scott on a documentary looking sad go, I should have seen the signs. I was with him every show. I should have seen the signs. Why <laughs> didn't I know? <laughs> And then it cuts the little picture of me in prison going, oh, well, fuck it. Laugh on it. <laughs> fuck it. They had it coming, them fucking rats. The documentary ends with a conversation between you and me through those fucking prison phones. Like, <laughs> can you smuggle me some weed in here? No. It would really help, man. It would really help if you didn't <clears throat> kill all those people. Well, they called me disagreeable. Yes, and you disagree with that. That's why you killed them. <laughs> <laughs> they argued their case yes you could have argued yours you didn't need to get the shotgun out where'd uh, you even get it from aha once, uh, once again the show is descending into madness and speculation about my future <laughs> is this just us or is this to do with the fact that we may or may not have also recorded something else before this or is this just our delirium of multiple recordings or is this just us this just us i would i would have figured it's all call me a little call and b yeah uh, 60 40 so 
64 And favourite of just us. Just us, aye. Just us. We're just weird like that. We are. And we hope, well, if you're a little bit weird here, you enjoy listening. If you're a little bit weird, we thank you for listening. Uh, Paul, before we get into the show and the wrestling and all that goodness, what's uh, what have you got? What's been going on with you? Really? What's been going on with me? Well, I have I've had some personal business I had to deal with. Got it dealt with. I'm pretty cushy about that. Nothing too serious. I oh hope. no, no, nothing too heavy. I had I had to fix my monies. You know. Uh, but yes, I, I I know how you feel. I've been there with the monies. Yeah, but I I have fixed my money situation. That's going to be cool. Oh good, um, you can buy me a birthday present, you bastard. Well, I need to get the money first. Uh, like you fix the monies and not have the monies, but no, I don't want to pry. Don't pry, it's, it's too much to explain. All, all I'm saying is at the end of the day, Look, give talk, me a bloody present. If we don't, if we talk too much, then the evidence will be recorded and then the bank will know I stole it all from them. Yeah. That will also be featured in the second episode of the documentary. The dark side of the podcast. <laughs> Coming to Netflix very soon. It'll be a hit. It'll be the number one recommendation just, on Netflix. The fucking, the fucking, uh, the trailer footage will just be a picture of you crying. Going, oh. I tried, William. I really tried. No, Cunt was not. No, the the picture on the front of the point of the documentary will be just a, a picture of your face. You're looking either bemused or a little bit high. We won't be able to know the difference. Or a little bit high and bemused. Maybe. Maybe you're bemused because you're high. With a little, fact, little tagline underneath it. What? They were asking for it. <laughs> Pricks. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, you had to do a personal thing. Well, but there? I had that done uh, this past week. Uh, I just spent a lovely week with my lovely fiance Brian. We he had the week off. He spent it with me. Uh, there was a point during said week where we got really, really high. And I know there was many points during that week where we got high, but this point was really good because at one point. We had Black Sabbath on, uh-huh. and we were listening to Into the Void, I think it was, and there was a bit of a solo and the bass, and he said nothing, and I said nothing, and we just jammed the fire, listened to the shit, and then when it finished, we just looked at each other and went, wow, <laughs> you know, that whole, that whole thing you may have heard about, like, weed and Hanson music, and in the case of Black Sabbath, Oh yes, that <laughs> shit is gravy, man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> gravy. Black Sabbath is the like, like gravy to my high. <laughs> you know, just fantabulous. Okay. Fantabulous. Hey, if you get high and you love Sabbath, you'll know. You'll know, man. I see some things, man. Smoke some stuff. <laughs> Would recommend it. <laughs> well, I highly recommend it. Hey, highly. highly <laughs> I didn't have much on, you know, boring and work stuff and everything, but, you know, you know me, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially when I'm at my work, you know, I listen to podcasts, sometimes helps pass the time. Yeah. And, uh, one I've been meaning to check out for a wee while now, because I've got a fair few episodes now, is, uh, you know, Beard from Beard Roots Foods, I mean, really, he's got a podcast yeah, called yeah, Breaking Bread. I watched two weirdly different podcasts, I watched, I listened to the first one, right? And I look, mainly because I wanted to listen to that first before I listened to one of his more recent ones where he has a two-hour interview with Randy Santel. Yeah. Another competitive eater. Beard, too, you don't know, it's Beard from being Reese for the competitive eating challenge. Yes, there. he's Adam. Ad- his name Adam, yes, but he basically calls himself Beardies. Now, we, now that video he did with the pancake challenge, yeah. he's made from that. That's where he does the podcast. Apparently he in real life does like these 
video, it's a video production company stuff. Oh, right, that's pretty cool. I so, must, I must say though, see, I watched the beard a while back, yeah. and He's the back. one with Randy. Yes, yeah. I've got to say, Randy wasn't looking too, too good in that video. You know, I don't know if this is at the point because you know what Randy isn't yeah. he quite like like he isn't he like beard and he isn't yeah. he like Katina his missus uh-huh. who are both mm-hmm. no. Fit and shit. Yeah. Randy, I think, is like a severe competitive eater, but he has like, he'll go like for so much time just eating and eating and yeah. eating and get his, he'll end up really heavy and then he'll have an off season. Aye, where he, 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 he loses the weight. Aye, they talk about that on the podcast. If you really want to get, hear more about Randy Santel, it's all on that. Well, I, think, I think he was at the end of an eating cycle because when he done aye, the video with Beard, he was looking pretty. Aye, because he was on this tour and he did a bunch in Ireland and he went around the UK and everything doing the like Yeah, stuff. yeah. I think plus it's good for him because he can, he can he can continue like a consistent kind of up schedule of uploading content. And oh that. no, hell, it's good, it's good. I just I hate to see him when he's at the end of a cycle because he usually looks yeah, but like, pretty like man, you don't look right, man. Well, <laughs> before I listen to Ryan Santel, I want you to listen to the first episode of the podcast because Beard had listened to an interview with him on a podcast I occasionally listen to called the the Happy Hour podcast because I remember listening to that podcast with Beard on because. I thought it was interesting that yeah. he was on a podcast because he doesn't really like podcasts. He didn't really do him. He said he said he said he made himself on the first episode of his own show that he didn't think he, people would want to hear him in interviews because he doesn't find himself personally that interesting. And so I wanted to hear what the first episode of his podcast like, but he seemed to be you know, properly you know, going for it and everything. And yeah. he seen they talk to tell a story about him shaking his cell on the first episode, so that gives you a, an yeah. idea of the tone of it. And uh, an episode I look forward to hearing when I eventually get. To. I'm going to go back now to the to the second ep- every episode and just listen to it in order now, now that I've listened to the Randy Santel one. And uh, an episode I'm looking forward to when I eventually get to it, because Randy talks about listening to the show and saying that his favourite episode was an episode where they do get Mrs Beard on, his fiance on. Mrs Beard's cool, uh, I like Mrs Beard. Apparently in that episode they do a thing where they go through like our Just Eat account or they find out how much she spent in a year on like takeaway garlic bread and <laughs> apparently it's, it's in the triple figures, so I'll just say that. I got to say I was I'm a wee bit like man because she's not been on a lot of his more recent videos too much too uh-huh. heavily anyway. Uh-huh. But I do I do like the videos with Mrs. Beards on it because uh-huh. she's she's funny too. You seen the uh, his recent ones where now he's in he's in Canada again. Yeah, I've seen that most recent one he did <laughs> when he done it and the poor waitress was like, "What the fuck you you tanned it?" <laughs> I think it's weird because like he does these first he's he's done three so far in uh, time recording in Canada and this one where he. Uh, yeah, the first one where it was heavier and he was kind of in a bit of pain after he but he completed it. Yeah. And he, uh, but then he didn't eat for another day until he did the next one, like the following day. Yeah. But then that, luckily for him, that was like easier than he expected it to. We think then left him more room to do that third one that he tanned and the woman was so... Yeah, she was shocked. shocked. But she was going about how tasty it was in that third challenge, so I think that oh, always helps him. It, it did look tasty. If you enjoy what you're eating... And in Beard's case, don't have too many chips because that seems to be the bane of his fucking existence. Well, all, these, all, these chips, all these chips that they put in these challenges. I laughed today because my my man me we were out with day and you know I was helping her with some stuff and Clyde Mike and we stopped for a bit of bit of lunch as you do. Uh-huh. I got a big breakfast in the shopping hall. Mm-hmm. And if you've not if you had the breakfast in the shopping hall, shout out to the fucking shopping hall. The breakfast is fucking fantastic in there and it. The service and they're like the people that wait on you know they're really, really helpful, friendly, decent people. You know, it's a good place to go for a bite. You know, uh-huh. but got my breakfast and right away I sniggered because the first thing I went and looked at on my plate was a mushrooms. I went, God, if that was beard, he'd be like, Oh God, no mushrooms. 
which I find funny because I, I really like mushrooms, you know, I love yeah. mushrooms. You know, with breakfast and all that, like before he did the rent, he did that video where he, he didn't do the challenge, I think it was a breakfast challenge that he failed, and then they, they played that off as a funny joke when he goes into his one with Randy Santel and that, but I did think it was surprising because before he failed that challenge, I was thinking myself, like, I can't even mind the last time the beard didn't Actually even... failed one, I. It was weird, like, I never, I remember when I started getting a beard, uh, which is where about 2021, so, so I'd been going through different old videos of his, right? And I rarely saw one where he failed, and then all of a sudden I seemed to, just by chance, because of the ones I clicked on, I found, like, two in a row where he failed. Mm. And then, like, I very rarely do I've been watching him care more frequently, is that I rarely see him fail ones. Because, like, yeah. Uh, I'd seen an old one he failed when he was eating like a big fucking huge meatball sub or some kind of crap like that he was eating. Like. I tried I tried to I haven't actually watched it but I've seen it a couple of times in like the recommendations when I watched one other video where mm. he, he went I think it was a couple of years ago before COVID where he went back to a restaurant that he to he, find the first challenge that he ever failed and try and repeat it now that he's a bit more experienced. No. It's an interesting thing. I I don't really watch any other competitive fans. I enjoy watching Beard and I don't mind actually watching him if I'm eating stuff because he always says like, "Oh, you shouldn't be eating when you watch me." Like, I don't mind it. That'd be that'd be quite a fun one, that. Yeah. If we could if we could get Mister Beard to give us a wee intro on our show. I would, I would enjoy getting a Mister Beard. You know, I don't know if he does many of his now. Maybe maybe be more open to it now that he does his own show. Yeah, but maybe just be cool to get him give us a wee introduction. You know, I'd like I'd like to listen to a few more episodes podcast before I try and get him on the show because I wouldn't want a try and ask him a question when he's if it's something he's already went over a bunch of times on his own show because mm. you know I hate to be one of the people who ask somebody in an interview something they've probably been asked like oh. hundreds of times you know God, no if I, if I met him I'd be like I know he's just a normal dude now but I'd be like oh man you're awesome man I'd be all starstruck <laughs> I'd be like oh you're beard man you know you're cool you eat shit really fast <laughs> yeah and that might sound like a mocking, but no, I just I'd be totally like I'd be like fanboy. I'd be like ah, field man. <laughs> you know, I'd be like you're cool, dude. You'd be like we're not worthy. We're not. We're, we're scum. We suck. <laughs> ah, he's super cool, man. He, he seems like a pretty decent dude and all, you know. Yeah. So it'd be cool, like even if we could just get with gears, like you know, like we've had occasionally in the yeah. show in the past with a couple of wee introductions. Be super cool to have Bilgin as an introduction, yeah. and his big broad fucking voice, voice that he has, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, you should, you should, you know, that thing you get. Like I get it a lot on that wee game. I like so obsessively play that bit life. Yeah. And whenever you're a celebrity, they say that thing where you want to talk to another celebrity to get your help out, and you have the option to say just ask him. Mm-hmm. One of those days is just email him. Go any chance, man? Mm-hmm. Come on, he's a he's a bump, man. Come on. <laughs> He's a bit of notoriety here, mm-hmm. you know. Like an introduction for the famous beard. Mm-hmm. Well, we promise if you give us an introduction, we'll not give you any mushrooms. <laughs> you know, no mushrooms, no chips. Just give you a burger. Be cool. That's why I'd probably ask him uh, if I ever interviewed him. I said, like, you have to get rid of one for all challenges going forward. Mushrooms or chips? What one do you get rid of? I reckon he's been asked that. Hmm. I reckon he's been asked that. Well, I'll let you see if he had been asked Part of me like wants to see see chips, but you know you never know. Yeah. You know one well, of those a, what, what, a, one of those one of those kind of weird word you rather kind of situations. Yeah. You know. This is a great wrestling podcast, isn't it? Well, we're not. <laughs> I like to see. I, I I keep holding on to this from Australia wrestling boys because every so often we do episodes aren't about wrestling. But yeah, 
Well, we were talking about what we do we did in the week, and I mentioned when I was listening to that podcast, and we both like beard. And we if, do. I don't feel like if you have, if you don't know anything about beard, and you're a bit confused. With that, go go watch these videos, listen I'm, to these podcasts. I'm growing fonder also of uh, Randy's Mrs. Katina. Yeah, she's really she can put some shit away. Like she, shit. she was there in the background of the, the podcast. They said in the show that they were gonna record it, a thing with her right after it, but I read, but then the guy closed and my beard had to do something else that day, so yeah. I don't know if they ever actually recorded that interview, maybe, or at least they're going to do it in the future at some point. No, well, I show. watched her tan like two fucking massive steaks, man, mm-hmm. and she was, like, let's say, that chicken put shit away, man, mm-hmm. you know, she had like two like big 80 ounce fucking steak dinners, and she had <laughs> both of them and baked potatoes and all that shit, and she was like... Ah, solid man, good. Uh-huh. I like that chicken eat. I know, and then much like beard, often though she's ordering dessert. Yeah, no, I know. No. That's the difference. Once Randy's finished, he's usually like, "Fuck, man, man, <laughs> good man," you know. But you know what? Take nothing away from Randy. He's a champ. He's fucking, you know, he's a legend in his own right. Randy Santel. Yeah, but you know, what, let's move on to the rest of the night. We've mentioned that you know. Let's talk. About Ben Fergoy, I'm going to be making plans this week with my brother. He's going to be coming over to my house to watch Ben Fergoy with me. Ooh, ooh, what? Ooh. Just quickly before we get into it, one thing I would love to mention in regards to the food thing mm-hmm. and technically wrestling. Huh. Uh, uh, the best thing happened a wee while ago now, but when the when the competitive eater choked out that freak who was trying to protest during his hot dog eating contest. Uh, oh yeah, I think Joey Chestnut. I, I, Joey, yeah, they actually referenced that in the. Randy Santel interview on YouTube. The fucking idiot stood there in a stormtrooper mask trying to protest and Joey Jester just stands up fucking chokehold you wee prick. <laughs> pops him down and then goes right back and he won the contest too. You know, you know what's funny? Randy said the thing like he gets a lot of people every so often he gets people giving him shit because he eat of how much food he eats like go like well waste all his food and you know like the people starving or that so he actually said like I do cameo like that thing where people give you video like shows he goes all the money I make for cameo goes to like this charity Meals on Meals America or whatever right. to help feed people who haven't got a lot of money. So See, he's giving that. he's giving it back. I love that. these people always do that. All these people always shout and mm-hmm. fucking flap their fucking gums and all that crap. They say oh this and that, but you know they don't actually take the time to investigate. These people do yeah. a lot of good. Mm-hmm. They don't just eat and like take the glory. They do a lot of good for people too. So fuck you, protesters. <laughs> Brandy really gives you ever interest in him and beer give you really interest in insight into the competitive eating world. So yeah. again, I recommend listening to that interview with Randy Sandell. I will I will check it out. I will do. Anyway, back to Mary Glory. Like I said, my brother's planning to come over and uh and watch Ben for Glory and if we can, we may have to go back to his own house for other reasons, but we are may we may also watch Extreme Rules together as yeah. well. Well, I'm 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 going to be watching. We have a f- myself and Brian. We have f- pre-planned a full weekend of wrestling because uh-huh. we we have in our head we have scheduled. We have the Go Home Impact Show. I watch uh-huh. for BHE. And we were recording this before that, by the way. So, but like, there's including the pre-shows, eight matches announced. So we don't. We're confident nothing else will really get. Yeah, we we have that. Then we'll have the Go Home. Uh, Smackdown before yeah. Extreme Rules. Oh, that'll be a good one. You know? And then, of course, we're going to have BFG, Extreme Rules. You know? And then we can watch them again, because neither one of us wants to watch fucking AEW, so fuck AEW. Quite royally in the ear. Like, in fuck anyway, off. Anyway, move on. But we have so much to watch, and I am most excited, like I say, I'm fucking stoked for BFG. Mm-hmm. That's going to be bitching. And... 
but I'm I'm on fucking tenterhooks, man, for for extreme rules because I know it's going to be fuck. Like you know that way sometimes you got pay per view coming up mm-hmm. and you can feel it in your gut. You're like, I know this is going to be good. Yeah, can I tell you something about extreme rules which I heard? He's now tied into a guy who recently got hired for a backstage position. Yeah, and it really shows a real change in the the kind of yeah, backstage environment. I was gonna, I might say, yeah, for lack yeah. of a better term, and I mean we creative is handled. Apparently, a lot of the people who mainly were in creative haven't actually been as involved in this whole right rabbit thing. It's been a lot of higher ups, yeah. i.e. Triple H and a few other people who have been involved in actually putting the white rabbit thing together, which a lot of people have jokingly said, like, oh, one of the best things in ages creatively they've ever done, and the creative team had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but apparently also this guy, Robert, I can't remember his second name, but apparently... Robert Creative Guy. Right, Robert something has been hired in a role where, I can't remember, how, apparently he's been hired for at least a month, but it hasn't really came out until now. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's, he's, he's apparently the role, I think the real the thing was, like, Head of like creative, con- creative continuity, whatever. Basically, his job is to look across Ross and NXT and make sure the storylines co- keep going right. Co- like that characters don't randomly do things that are a character or storylines are kept consistent. And yeah. basically, they want to do a long term. So he's co- he's basically helping oversee everything, make sure that he's there to something cut the trap it. Basically, make sure everything makes sense. Apparently, he's got a background in. Uh, and working like he's uh, written comics for Marvel. He's been a writer on t- Disney TV shows, so he does a thing like multi episode or multi com- issue stories that continue over a long period of time. So, which is why he's been given this. Apparently, when it came out, some people tried to, you know, pick at him because like whenever somebody comes in who doesn't have a wrestling background, yeah, everyone they try to test him like, oh, like how, oh, do they even know anything about wrestling and. He is apparently a wrestling fan. Apparently, he had a bit of fun with them. Like, they asked him, "Oh, uh, what's your favorite match?" He went, uh, "Hogan v Jarrett, Bash to the Beach, 2000. <laughs> and he went, uh, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" And he went, uh, "Who did he say?" <laughs> he said something really like that, and basically, basically, people go like, "Fair play, I like you." Uh, he just went, "Ah, blue dust." But basically, he uh, he supposedly I don't know if it's very true, but basically, he one of the sort of things he's been doing is being involved somewhat in this white rabbit thing mm. like a lot of the references are like can be connected to things that Bray's done even fucking years ago oh, I know which I, I know. Would just like if he's in there and doing continuity he's he would be like a guy who would go back and think like well years ago this happened so it makes sense for him to do this and yeah so basically it's the idea like if he has that kind of role where he can be oversee create and make sure that they don't go wildly and characters don't do stuff that's out of character and he's one of his things to do is to do this white rabbit thing which everyone's interested in this is a case of his first thing with probably a success so far. Yeah. And and again, it's a good thing that Triple H has been kind of overseeing. Yeah. I'm like I'm loving it. Like the whole white rabbit thing. Mm-hmm. And do you know the thing I had a theory? Uh, I know it was probably a silly theory, but I had a theory. The whole white rabbit thing mm-hmm. came out and I had this weird sort of I don't even know if it's a theory or a sort of conspiratorial kind of theory <laughs> but um i thought like when they first started doing the white rabbit thing mm-hmm. i thought what if it was you know one of those things you just think you know huh? oh that sounds stupid but yeah. maybe and i thought what if when they first introduced the white rabbit thing bray was not a thought mm. but 
because the fans are going insane now and going, it has to be, it has to be, if it's no Bray, we're going to kill you. Uh, well, now well, it is Bray. Well, well, somebody put a whole Twitter thread on permit clues that actually point to the White Rabbit being an Edge-related thing. Fuck Edge. But I know, but like, it's not going to be Edge, but like somebody used like things that were and like, so like, there is a chance it was meant for somebody else, but like, Edge has already been back on TV, yeah. so it wouldn't make sense, but I think at this point there's so many clues that have been connected that relate to Bray, that at this point, if it wasn't Bray, people would get pissed. Oh yeah, and they wouldn't, it would feel, and like, if it isn't Bray, a lot of goodwill that's been built up for the last command would probably be lost from a lot yeah, of people. People would be like, you lied to us! <laughs> you promised us Bray and gave us nothing! <laughs> Die! <laughs> Die! To the pox on you! The pox on me. Yes. So if it's not Bray, they done fucked up. Yeah, they done fucked up. <laughs> they, they done fucked up if it's not Bray. God damn it. Uh-huh. Because when it, when, it, when it gets the Extreme Rules, and it is revealed to be the great man himself, Everything will be right in the world again. Because as soon as like if, it, if like someone comes up on screen that hints to the White Rabbit, people will be chatting for Bray, and you're, and if like the lights say go out and someone comes up that isn't Bray, the the booze will be loud. Yeah. Things in Philadelphia, so the booze will be loud. I mean, didn't you see one of those things on YouTube? Right, it was um, it showed you one of the White Rabbit things at a live show. Near enough, everyone in that crowd had the lights. <laughs> the lights go and the fireflies. Uh-huh. You know. Has to be Bray. <laughs> he needs to come back and set things proper. Apparently, a lot of people they're doing a good job of actually keeping it hidden from a lot of people. Like yeah. a lot of people in the company don't know, but they think it's Bray, but they don't know that it's Bray. You think it's him? Like, oh, maybe, I don't know. He's been actually been doing that, keeping surprises hidden from a lot of people so that stuff doesn't get leaked. Like Johnny Gargano coming back. Apparently, they flew him in on their corporate jet, separately from everyone else, so nobody, no fans saw him at the airport or anything. Yeah. Like when Kenneth Lurie came back a week ago. Apparently the internal running sheet that everyone would see backstage was do drop v Nikki ASH so to keep everybody thinking something else and then nope, actually no, it's actually her coming out. And who's she again? Kenneth Lurie, she came out a couple weeks ago, she fought Nikki ASH on No, her. but I mean who? Oh, who? she's uh, Johnny Gargano's missus. Oh, no, she is, yes. right. Fantastic. <laughs> she's she not wrestled. Good? Well, she's not re- Oh, I think she's good. She's not wrestled since like spring 2021 because she went away to have a baby and everything and now she's back. Oh, she rounded it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she rounded it. I mean, well, she it, didn't... It, it took her less time than it took Ronda to finally have a fucking win. Well, Ronda, a lot of people say Ronda went away because people didn't like her. What was that? You know, Probably. She sure. she used the pregnancy as a good a good get out clause <laughs> to get away from the booze. <laughs> but, uh, Apparently, a lot of people don't like her now, so I don't know if it's going to work. She doesn't like them, so fuck her. Yeah. Well, she, she's been negatory towards pro wrestling the past day, so fuck well, her well, on that, too. Well, not wrestling, more so wrestling fans, but fuck her anyway. Yeah, fuck her. But anyway, back to, back yeah, to yeah. Impact. We'll come back to the Dreamers now, but Impact first. Hell yes. Yeah, we've got eight matches on the show, uh, including the pre-show. Let me talk about the pre-show match. Brian Myers and his open challenge for the Impact Digital Media title. Good job. Uh, I don't think good job. No, good job is actually announced for the... Uh, they call your shot. Oh, they call the shot, yeah. Do you think it, do you think it will be Matt Cardona? Mm, I don't know. Do you think it will be Cardona? I don't know. He was actually wrestling the UK fairly recently, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Speaking of which, speaking of good jobs, how good was that fucking ladder match a few weeks back? I think it was like the go-home one for like yeah, for, yeah, for Victory good. Road. That was good. I, I watched it back. It was a very good ladder match. I very much enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I know probably good job's best match so far, so fair play a good because I don't know how much experience he had before coming to Impact, but... He's definitely, he's definitely working good. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He's definitely working good. I'm actually shocked that they never have, like, I know they didn't have, have extreme uh, emergence, but then they had this ladder match, and, like, I was shocked they didn't pull the trigger here. Not in, like, good job beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the way we've been building it, it seemed like they were going, but maybe they see bigger things in good job. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you look at him, I mean, he's a good specimen, he's a tall guy, he works well in the ring. That finisher's pristine, man. I love that fucking gargoyle spear. A very old-fashioned style ladder match, mainly just using one ladder, and then they had two just for one, like, main spot, but it was kind of old-fashioned, kind of I, the... I, like, was, I don't I, say old-fashioned, I say classic. Well, well, classic, but like, it was a throwback to, like, some of the early ladder matches, yeah, so yeah. they managed to bring that into the, the current day and keep everybody invested hell in the yeah, match. Hell yeah. So, that then leads to the question, real, <laughs> reckless speculation. Who comes out to answer this challenge? And if... Diener. No. Yeah. No. He'll come out and say, I'm winning it. And he'll win it. And then he'll go, ha ha. I always, always feel, like every time it's though a champion with an open challenge, like, I always think, like, well, the open challenge person has to win, otherwise it looks silly. Because the guy wasn't prepared for anybody, but then they could... But having said, I mean, the one exception Impact has done is like when when uh, not this past Slammerist, but the one before when uh, when Diona had that and it was Thunder Rosa and she won anyway. Mm, yeah, yeah. But like ninety percent of the time, when it's a, a mystery person, the mystery person often wins. Yeah. So, so if you get any theory as to who it might be, like serious theory, I know I said Diener, but I was joking. I I don't have a non serious theory. Of a, of fucking, I thought you were going to say it, fucking Sam Beal coming back. That'd be super sweet if what you put that in my head now, if it's Sam Beal, and he's a mystery, how would you feel if it was Sam Beal? I'd be like, oh fuck me, he's still alive. How would you feel if it was Sam Beal, and he won it, and Sam Beal was the digital media champion? I'd be surprised, I mean... I don't know if it'd be Matt Cardona, I mean, it'd be interesting dynamic, like, the, you know, the two, now that they're kind of aligned at the minute. I'd be like, Sam Beal, Sam Beal, Sam Beal. Honestly, I see you just want to, like, I'm trying to think, oh, mystery person come in Impact, I'm trying to think, but, like, I don't, there's no obvious, like, guy who's, like, not signed anywhere at the minute that's coming to my head. It'd be a swell. What if it was Bray? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you thought I was the way but no, I'm now the digital media champion. There's somebody who's not saying anywhere, buddy, big Eric Rowan or Eric Redbeard. That'd be cool. Yeah. But I mean, if it, if it's Bray coming back and they've got Braun there already, mm-hmm. you never know. You never know. I mean, there was a convention they two were doing a QA and someone asked, will you ever go back to WWE? Like, Braun ended up going back was like, Oh, you know, at the end of his he was like, never say never. And then Eric River took the bank and went, never. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I, mean, I don't know if he was joking because of what Braun said or if he was being serious. But, was um, that before or after Mr. Vince went away? This is before. This is from like a, this is when Braun was still on that whole control your narrative. And they were at some, oh, like, you mean that thing that doesn't exist now, apparently. They were, at that, they were at some thing in the UK, some convention where they were doing a Q&A. Yeah. And, and Redbeard. Legit, there's nobody... 
There might be somebody obvious there, but like in this moment, I can't think of anybody. Well, I mean, if you're getting, if you're going to bring back people, right? If you're going to like, see if you're going to bring new people, cool. If you're going to bring back people, uh-huh. where I mean, and I know I always say this jokingly, but they could bring back something. Mm. Yeah, they could bring back Jake something because he was on a good, he was going a good trajectory before he went away. I mean, that last match he was in was fucking great. Something we need to actually think about, Paul, is uh, we forget it, but you know, remember Jordan was the first champion, but this is an intergender title, so it doesn't have to be a man, it could be a woman. True, yeah. very true. It could be fucking. Like, it could be Trey Miguel. <laughs> You're a bit of a little woman. <laughs> it could be Buddy Tasha Steele, it could be Buddy uh, Savannah Evans, that fucking. that Max, that very scary Maxine Peeler. Who fought uh, Jordan Grace at uh, a victory road? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like look like someone at fucking Vikings that woman, or that, or or I don't know which she had ever because it was referred to as the non-binary nightmare. So like, I don't want to get into pronouns right. As, as, I, as I, I said on the show, the trans masculine non-binary nightmare. nightmare. Don't want to offend anyone there. You know. You a scary bitch. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to offend anyone, especially not especially not Maxine Peeler. Max would kill me. Yes, you would. Or they? The late. Some people. Who yes, don't... Max would. Max. Well, I was just saying Max would because I think sometimes no matter will go by they <laughs> or them, but would. <laughs> this is meant to be. See, we're talking about would. This is maybe a fun show. I don't want to get into a thing about pronouns. Okay. 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 Would. <laughs> <laughs> see, fun. Yeah. Have a, have a woman come out and and batter. Uh, Brian Myers is the heel fun pop for to start the show because it's going right. to be a pre-show match. As long as they don't... Oh. Killer Kelly. Killer oh. Kelly comes out and chokes the fuck out of Brian Myers. That would be sweet as fuck and then maybe does what she does and tries to eat his head or something. You know, that's funny. Uh, one podcast I listened to uh, Stephen, Stephen Larson's going in raw where uh, they cover Impact Wrestling every so often. Well, they, they, they talk about it as part of a bigger like news rabbit show, but they talk about the main results and they talk about the pay-per-views and everything. Yeah. They used to do like st- streams of it or they watch episodes, but then Impact changed how they, they stream stuff so they couldn't actually do it on Twitch because of a rule change or whatever. But they still watch it and talk about it on the show. <sighs> and they have been very complimentary about Impact, especially the, the women's division and everything. That's good. Not the biggest fans of Honor No More. They, they regularly take the piss out of Honor No More. Oh, well. Yeah. They like they like PCO, but they take the piss out of everyone else and on oh, no, no more. Do you know that I appreciate because see the way they cunts are treating PCO in a hmm hmm hmm. Brian had an interesting theory in regards to that. You know, mm-hmm. he reckons that PCO might be the first challenger if indeed Eddie Edwards does take Wait. the title off Josh. Because the way they're going with this right now, right? Every time, whether it is or isn't his fucking fault, we're ragging on PCO. Vincent is the only one in that group who still seems to have his back. See, I think the story is more likely to be like OGK retaining the tag titles and then Vincent and PCO challenge them for the titles because I honestly don't want to see PCO challenge for the world title. You don't want to see him lose. No, I just don't want to see it. I don't care. PCO's good, man. I like PCO. Anyway. My thing was about them, because uh, there's a guy, formerly Jordan Devil, now J.D. McDonough on NXT, yeah. he, has this, he suddenly has this weird creepy <sighs> gimmick where he's, I think they want, he's, he's obsessed with like breaking people down or whatever, or like 
maybe he's, maybe they want to portray maybe a serial killer. I don't know. He's a bit creepy, right? But he's a bit. His gimmick's a bit shit as well. Yeah. The whole point is a bit crap. But uh, biggest compliment to Killer Kelly that you could ever make, I think, was the one that they said about her saying like they said that Killer Kelly's gimmick is is as good as NXT wants GD McDonough to be. That's basically <laughs> what they said about Killer Kelly and how good she is. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a better going. They often go on about how good Impact is, especially with their women's division oh, and all that. Oh, fuck yes. So yeah, I, would, I want to see that. Killer, I want to see another woman holding the, the title. And give that it a Killer Kelly. Let her, let her just joke out Brian Myers. Like, he, he's good at playing the foil as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, And then he can always come in. Even when he does lose, he can always come in and complain. Like, I wasn't ready. You know, even though I'm the one who said I wanted to do an open he challenge. All this bloody says that low. <laughs> and then Matt Cordell come out like, I said, I'm always ready. You should be always ready as well. He's like the modern day singles wrestler equivalent of Edge and Christian back in the day. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't ready. Oh, oh I have a, I have a well, back Are you basically saying he's a weird hybrid of Edge and Christian now? He, yeah. He's because he was an Edge head in the past. Yes, he's Credge. 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 Christian Ed- and Edge. Or Edge. No, he's Credge. <laughs> Crash. Crash. So basically, yeah, we don't know who the fuck it's going to be, but I have a feeling they're going to beat Brian Myers for the title, if they, whoever it is. No idea who it's going to be, and then you, you hear Hulk Hogan's music or something, you're like, oh, for the love of God, no, not again, <laughs> why, why is he here? Uh, let's talk about the Collier Shot Gauntlet, you know, last couple of years so, Oh, you go, you go, you go. No, you go. Oh, well, I was going to say, who is confirmed for that part from Goodger? Uh, so far, Goodger, PCO, Rich Swan, Giselle Shaw, Heath, Steve Macklin, Moose Callahan, and Bobby Fish. What do you think of the whole Bobby Fish thing, by the way? Um, well, if he, if he didn't look like your granddad, you know. Yeah, he's like early 40s, I think. I know, but he's one of those guys who looks older. Yeah. You know? I mean, Edge is 48, he doesn't look as old as Bobby Fish. Yeah, like, Bobby Fish, his whole thing was he was part of that whole undisputed era, then a thing with AEW with, like, because he's a long-time tag partner with Kyle O'Reilly, and he's been associated with them, him and uh, Adam Cole, and then he kind of left AEW because he think he was unhappy, and he was getting into shit with CM Punk because, like, because cause, uh, Fish has, like, legit MMA and uh, K-boxing experience, yeah. and, like, he, he poked fun of, like, Punk specifically for, like, the, how shit his kicks he thought looked, yeah. and tried to portray himself with a legit tough guy when he isn't. Yeah, he's a pussy. And so, he left and then basically started calling Punky basically saying he could batter him in a real fight and everything. Probably could. And then basically, all people were, some people were giving him shit and that's what his whole thing at Victoria was about, but I don't think it came off as a big shocking moment and like shit probably he thought it was, unfortunately. But I think if he gets to have a few more matches, people will see that he's actually decent. Aye, decent, but I don't think he, still don't think he's going to win, but that's the last two we've got so far and you know who I think? You know who I think of this one? This match is Macklin's to win. Macklin's to win. Macklin needs to win this match. Well, I have to. I have to speak on the, the elephant in the room, as it were. What if Giselle Shaw wins it? Possible. Possible. You know, because Giselle Shaw, she is. You know, from what I've seen of her, she's pretty damn good in ring. Uh huh. Good character, of course. Good build. Mm-hmm. Very possible. She had that very good match with uh, with Mickey James at Victory Road. Yeah. Very possible. Yeah. Like you said, I totally agree with you. Macklin's to win because I think, honestly, from what I've seen of Macklin, if he isn't the one mm-hmm. who wins this match, 
I believe it will be detrimental to his push. I think he's, he's the one going in this with the most momentum after the winning that barbed wire massacre match. Yeah, that's what worries me a little because, you know, you know Impact are always good at getting you the swerve for. Yeah, but like, I think they gave you the swerve already, like when they were building up undefeated, it looked like he was actually going to win the X Division title, then he didn't. But then that weirdly brought him up to, like, when he was involved in the stuff where he was angry at everybody in Impact for thinking he was going to be able to betray them when really it was Eddie Edwards. Mm. And that'd be an interesting story where he's a heel but maybe kind of a tweener. If Eddie wins the title and Macklin uses his call, you're going to challenge anyone. You, when you were with plotting against everybody, they thought it was me. Like, you turned everyone against me. Now I'm coming to take that fucking title from you. That would be a really good fucking story and it'd be nice to see, you know, two guys as skilled, in my opinion. Or is Macklin and Eddie. Or you could take it the other way and keep him a fool here where you have Eddie win the title, win it for hold it for a couple of months and have like someone like a Callahan win it, but then immediately uh Macklin cashes in on that person. Hey, if it meant Callahan won it again, I'd be super fine with that. Because like Mrs. now set the set the table for the idea of the surprise cash in of the of the call your shot gauntlet. Yeah. That was a fucking annoyance when he done that to Josh. <laughs> oh. man. Oh, shake my fist at you. I was still really behind Josh and didn't find him boring at that point. I wouldn't say boring. No, I don't mean by any means in-ring. I mean, in-ring he's phenomenal, but character is a little plain. Which is why I think it probably might be the best thing for Eddie Edwards to win the title. Because of give Josh something to chase again. Yeah, I think Josh is that kind of guy. He needs a good... He needs a good... Um, he needs a good rival. Like... I I definitely think Macklin is most obvious because like it's the idea that of using this map not just as your typical like get a bunch of people on the show it's a case of you feature people but you give the win and a table shot to somebody who you really could use and like use this kind of push for Macklin to convince him to stick around for a good while and help be have them be one of the people you build the future of Impact Wrestling around. Mm. Is there any other obvious people other than him for in your idea? In your mind. In my mind. Well, I mean, you've got Sammy. you got Sammy, yeah. Sammy Sammy could, Sammy's got a good shout in there too, well, you know. Won't be Moose, he already done it. Well, Moose already done it. He, he, could, he could very well say that he could end up being a two-time call-your-shot guy. Sorry, I don't know why he's, he just jumped in my head, but... Because he's, he's done some, like, AAA stuff, but he hasn't done that much in any other major promotions since he got released, but... Here's somebody he called after the... Uh, I was originally going to say him as a call-your-shot, like, surprise entrant, but... What if he answered Brian Myers' challenge? Johnny Impact. Oh, no. No. I, I don't want to see him again. I know. Because <coughs> he's about 20 years past interesting. <laughs> he's not that old. He's about 20 years past interesting. Okay. You know, see back when he was in Eminem, not Eminem, and, you know, when Miz and Morrison first showed up, you know, when he was good looking, like, uh, ah, you know, when she was young, young like, you know, uh, <laughs> but when he was, when he was good looking and, you know, able to move better than he can now, you know, when he looked like that poster I used to have I on the wall, well, now he's an old boring guy who can't even move that well, you know, I don't want that old shite to win the digital media title. He's not that old. Too old to be winning a decent title. I, I disagree. I want somebody, you know, Impact needs fresh faces. They don't need, you know, faces that have been there a bazillion times over. Anyway, back to the question. Can't he just turn up and win the belt because he's Bird there? 
you know. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Clive Sugar. I like the fact they've called it an intergender con as well, so there'll be more people from the women's division probably in there. But yeah. anyway, are there <coughs> any other possible winners other than Macklin? Well, you've got Macklin, you've got Sammy, you've got Moose, you've got, I said Giselle. Giselle. Yeah. Yeah. Little M, I think that's the only ones I can really mm-hmm. see. I don't. I think the rest are there just to make up the numbers. Probably. I mean, it'd be a fucking shocker if Bobby Fish won it or something, you know what I mean? But I don't <laughs> see that happening. I mean, if you wanted to talk about the story we talked about, but PCO with a child here, the OGK already, after this show, then having him win it would be a, an option. That would be cool. But you could get there without having him win the trophy. Yeah. The, tro- the trophy needs to go to somebody good. <laughs> so not PCO then, I get you. PCO is good. Yeah. He's just old. Anyway. Uh, we have the Knockouts Tag Team titles, uh, Vex, Justin and Diaparazzo against, apparently being billed as the Death Dolls, as their tag team name, Jessica and Taya Valkyrie. I really, 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 really hope that Vex retain. Yeah, I understand. I don't want to see that. I think Vex retain and Rosemary beat the shit out of Jessica afterwards, because she's annoyed at her. Yeah, you think there's a chance Rosemary might turn heel? Well, not turn heel, just be able to get frustrated with this version of Jessica, and then that causes just the the havoc to come back somehow. I would just I would just wonder what Rosemary would be like as a heel. You know, eventually she snaps and loses it, and I mean, in the original decay, she was a heel, so but it's been some time I think since she's been a proper heel. Yeah, be interesting to see though. Yeah, it would be interesting. And Taya, if Taya turned heel with her, Taya's a very good heel. No, of course, oh. for time and impact was it was as a heel. Yeah, yeah, she was a good heel. Uh, well again, there's a possibility for a woman to potentially answer Josh like that uh, Brian Myers' <laughs> challenge, right? What if the swingman answers it? <laughs> or Ziggy Dice? <laughs> what if we answered it and either one of them fucking won it? Oh, Jesus. Uh, the swingman, the digital media champion. Anyway, we, there's a possibility it could be a man or woman to answer the challenge, but like, because it's an intergender challenge, there's always a chance a woman can get involved, right? you got one man in the intergender, call your shot, go on, like, then you got three other women's matches on the show. We've got Masha versus Jordan for the title. you got Mickey James v Mia Yim and the tag team tell it. So like, how do you see that one going? But like my point is basically, why example like how we break a really strong women's division, just look at how much whip, how many women are going to be across. Yeah, yeah. you got Marie in the corner of Honor No More in the tag team title match. I mean, there's, there's fucking women, majority of the women's roster are like all over this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, because, like, it's the biggest show of the year, given the stipulation, this feels like where, if me, if, if it's going to be, like, any pay-per-view that Mickey Jean loses, because every match now is a career-threatening match, it, it should be, a, like, bound for glory, because it's the biggest stage, but she's, this is only the second time she's done this whole stipulation, so it feels very nice. If they were going to do this, I really feel like they should have had her come back sooner and start this whole thing, because mm. you could have had, like, Vexter and matches, but, like, you think of the history she's had with Chelsea, because Chelsea was the last person she lost to before she had a re-break, and she's also got that history with Dionna, so you could have matches with Dionna, matches with Chelsea as part of, like, the build-up. You could have had, like, I don't think she's ever wrestled Taya Valkyrie, Mickey yeah. James Taya Valkyrie. Like, you could have done a series of really good matches with Mickey like, leading up to this. Yes, you could have, but I also had a theory. It's a way bit... It's still tied out there, <laughs> but bear with me on it, right? Go ahead. Let's say you're right, it's Mickey that has made the stipulation that if she loses, she retires, right? She made it look, 
that's not an official decree or nothing. She's made that decree herself, right? Yeah. <coughs> what if, right? There's two ways I see this going. Uh -huh. Either Mia Yim beats her, and she's gone, and that seems a bit weak to me. Uh -huh. Well, there are three ways, I suppose. Or Mickey wins, continues with this thing, thing she's gone on. Or, look at this one, right? Say Mickey loses. Uh-huh. But, in that instant, Mickey decides, you know, fuck that, and she turns heel. Mm -hmm. And whips the piss out of me, yeah, and says, fuck you, I'm not retiring. And turns out a total cunt bag, and, you know, major heel shit keeps going, goes after the title. Like be sure, because... You could, you could you could draw that out for a good few months and that tell a long form story. Like yeah. she could on the title again if, if Jordan retains because it wouldn't make much sense if she did it from against Masha. But like yeah. then be easily holding a hostage like she was a fine champion when she was a, when she was faced a few or like a year or so ago. But then she like basically refusing to defend it, mm. and then you can then put it in like have Scott Demore come out like okay maybe it wasn't official before but now here it is in writing you v like me I am whatever. Yeah, she. Like if you win, you you're still a champion. But if like if Mia wins, she's a champion, and you're officially yeah. I think that'd be in the main interest way to draw it. Up. Oh, yeah. You don't even need to have a retire. You just write in the contract, or like if you lose, you're gone from Impact. You don't have to if she yeah, chooses, yeah. if she chooses to retire after that. You that's her own decision. Don't Ric Flair it. Yeah. Don't have like don't don't become the Rick the fucking Ric Flair wrestling and retire about fifty odd million times. Yeah. That, that idea you made, I think is a good one. I'm actually, my prediction is for me again to win it, but if, but I don't know if that would happen, but that, that's the most interesting possibility. Well, see, I, think. I thought that the other week when I was watching it, because there does seem to be a little little tension between them. Because then you could have, I'd like to have a thing with me, with Chelsea Green and uh, Diona. Suddenly now she's a heel trying to buddy up to her and Mickey Beasley tells her, let me fuck off. Mm. No, but Keep it some continuity. If it, there's a lot more that could be had from Mickey turning heel <laughs> than there could be from Mickey just out and out going, oh, well, I've lost, I'm going away. Yeah, because, uh, like, again, it would be a great thing for Mia Yim this kind of, if they build out this kind of story because it would give Mia probably something to sink her teeth into. It might give her a reason to renew her contract as well. Yeah, I heard that, like, mm -hmm. heard OGK and Maria, their contracts were only temporary as well. Yeah. But, but uh, you never know what's going to happen. I think whatever well, they're... OGK are the tag champs now, so... Yeah, but then again, if they're the contract up, they could lose the tag team titles, you never know. I, 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 I had the theory that eventually I think Honor No More is going to whittle down to just Eddie and OGK. Potentially. Uh, I think... I don't know if you heard I don't know what their status with Empire is. Apparently the, the contract, they have extension, but the extension's up with Good Brothers, right? But apparently they've got an agreement with New Japan where they're going to primarily open New Japan through to the, to, to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Because on the 4th of January, they've got the big Wrestle Kingdom show. Mm. And Carl Anderson's never open with Jamie. He's probably going to wrestle on that show, defending that belt. And I'll say the end of year, November through to mid-December, is uh, their Tag League tournament. So I'm assuming the good players will be in that as well. Yeah. So I'll probably get it. So there's always a chance they'll come back to Impact after that. And I think I think the strip ball is a strong possibility. They'll get a big reaction when oh, yeah. they do come back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carl Anderson had a really strong match against uh, Tanahashi in New Japan for the title. And then, uh, you know, Big Kikaleo. There was a thing where Tanatonga confronted uh, Carl Anderson in the match, tried to beat him. Then, then Jay White came out to batter him. And then Kikaleo came out also being the brother of uh, the brother of him. I'm like, oh, Jay White, he turned Kikaleo against his own brother. And then Jay White's like, hit him, hit him. And then 
because I just looked both of them and grabbed Jay White by the throat, like, no, actually his family, <laughs> and basically turned on Jay White to join his brothers, mm. and then he kind of picked up the Never Belt, so it looks like Hikaleo's going to go after Carl Anderson mm. and the Never Went Belt, so it's interesting for that big lad, but, you know. Hikaleo is not Bullet Club anymore. <laughs> no more, no. But there's still fucking loads of members like ASOS and Chris B and Bullet Club, so. Yeah. Bullet Club is still very strong. It's like NWO, but not gay. Yeah. Or or too bloated. There's not two separate factions no. within Bullet Club. I like the way Bullet Club is set up. It's like it's a singular unit, but we're all mm. they have they have units in every organization. Every organization. Anyway, you mean you had Josh Robinson showing up recently? Uh, Victory Road. He he. Uh, Crispy and he's uh, also just battered some gut check guys. Yeah. Uh, I like to see because uh, Josh Robinson actually said like. He's pretty much, well, I don't know if he's done with New Japan, he could appear like a, by appearance base, but he's like, he said, like, I don't fly the fly for, for New Japan anymore, I'm not signed to them anymore. Yeah. So there's always a chance he could join his fellow Bullet Club contingent and uh, an impact with yeah, Ace and that. Like Scott DeMorgan up to him, like, you're not signed to them. Contract, contract, contract. I mean, we, keep, we put the tie belts on you before, come on, go on, Aww. you know you want to. <laughs> we didn't laugh at you when you looked like a gay Randy Savage. <laughs> come on. I remember Rio talking about him when he was in NXT because Rio's been talking about some old NXT takeovers on his podcast. Mm. He was there for all that. No, but how basically it was his decision, like just Robinson's decision to like leave NXT. He pretty much went straight into the PC and the NXT like, early on in his career. He was only like he's like twenty one, twenty two years old, mm. and basically said to them like, like I've, I don't feel like I'm doing enough here. I don't think I have enough experience. So basically, one well, like got released so he could go to other companies and get more wrestling experience and like mm. decide to unlearn a lot of stuff and go in the New Japan Dojo, go up the hard way and become what he is now. Mm. So, fair enough to him. I think he's like he's 31, 32 now maybe. Jesus. No, he's still fairly young as mm-hmm. Big Robinson. So he could job at Brimford Glen the Gauntlet. Who knows? But yeah, where do we land? Did you go Mia Yama or Mickey James? I'm I'm gonna say undecided at the minute. I really don't know. Let's like say because of the theories that I've, you know, come up with, I'm 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 kind of like I was generally sure it was going to be me or Yim beforehand. Mm-hmm. But when I thought about it, I went, well, you know, there's yeah. there's two or three ways this could go. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the X Division title match. Frankie Kazarian won that triple uh, threat revolt, which was a surprise to me. I was surprised, but my god, he put on a match. I like, like mm. I hope he wins. Okay, <laughs> well, interesting. Like, cause, uh, I said, my brother, it's interesting. I don't know if he won it, but Frankie Kazarian was in a in the first ever X, uh, Ultimate X match, mm. and I thought to myself, my brother, like, could be interesting. So you know, in the first ever Ultimate X match, well, how did Mike Bailey win the X Division title in an Ultimate X match? He wins it in an Ultimate X. <coughs> He loses it mm. in an Ultimax. Maybe. But, like, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's interesting. I don't think, because I'm going to go with Mike Bailey, but, like, the fucking run that Mike Bailey's been on, they've been talking about how he's this close to, like, Christopher Daniels. I, I, like, who had, like, 13 special defenses, but that was across, like, six months. Yeah. And Mike Bailey's only had it since June. <laughs> I know. So it's, like, in. He's a defending champion. Yeah. You know, he defends. So, like, just around, like, four months, he's almost there. And I said my brother, like, like well, my brother and I were talking about this, and he talked about, like, Chris Ronaldo still pops up in, like, New Japan Strong or whatever every so often. Yeah. Like, how great would it be when he's this close to 13 and comes Christopher Daniels and say, like, you know, I beat my record, you gotta got to go through fucking me, you get there. That'd be cool. Interesting. That'd be cool. 
Do you remember he randomly popped up like in 2020 or was it 2021? Ah, for like what, two or three matches or something? Ah, he randomly had a match with Fulton, I think. It was weird, but yeah, that match with Delirious, by the way, Mike Bailey had a victory. Like, that was cool. That I, match. I've seen a minimal amount of Delirious. I know he's more like known for, to a lot of people for, as a trainer, and also he was like a match he's bigger for Ring of Honor on and mm. off for many years. But I forgot how good like a match with two guys who don't wear shoes in their no, ring. I know. Some match. And then I, I was watching like the Chris Bay match that Mike Bailey had. I've not had his, watched his match with Masquerade Dorado they had a few weeks ago, but. I'm interested to see what that match is like. It was good. I've been watching Catch Up with some impact. Like, I like when they were so often, like, they, they threw in, like, random multi man X Division match. So we had that match, which was, like, Trey, Black Taurus, Ray Horace, and uh, Laredo Kid mm. a while back. It was just awesome stuff. Yeah. But, like, I think what I love, what I love about maybe is that ultimate weapon thing. You'd think it would take more effort to set that up, but he can easily just set it up just out of nowhere, yeah. which is one of the amazing things about him. So I'm going with maybe on that one. Uh, it's it, going to be a hell of a match regardless though, mm, I think. Because, yeah. I mean, Kazarian's a fucking... I mean, for the fact he's mature, uh, you know, he can still fucking go. I mean, he's agile he's, and he's fucking powerful. Yeah. You know, and his entrance is super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy's entrance, right? Because he comes out and he's like, this shit, this shit is going to get fucking serious, man. Kazarian's in the house, man. Uh, then we got the tag team title match. OGK against uh, the Morse Machine Gun. Machine Gun's won this. Opportunity by having a match against uh, Aussie Open <sighs> on Impact Wrestling. I but know. Aussie Open had uh, two matches in this match, uh, that match, and a match against uh, Chris Bain or Ice Austin. OGK only going to lose this one. What? Fucking boring and Shelly. What did you think of Aussie Open and what did you ask first? I liked them. Yeah. I, like, I thought they were pretty interesting. I haven't had a chance to watch it because New Japan are slow in uploading it, but on the, they did a two-night show in uh, in London recently, the New Japan, and on the first night, FTR is the IWGP Tied Champions defending against Aussie Open. Mm. Apparently Aussie Open got a bit of, of colour in the match, and afterwards, uh, Dax Harwood got on the mic of FTR, basically went, Hey, Tony, did you see that? Fucking book us for a dynamite, you bastard. <laughs> No, 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 didn't use all those words, but I added some of those, but mm. apparently, I haven't heard, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but allegedly somebody said uh, that when Tony Khan's name was mentioned, when he said Tony Khan's name, some people were in the building booed. Ah, cool. Because I, I often joke when Tony, when we talk about the state of AEW, sometimes on ESSR, I jokingly say, Tony Khan, you've lost the dressing room. Because ah. <laughs> it's one of the minimal football references I can ever pull out. Tony Khan is a wank biscuit. Uh, we're, a, we're a bunch of fucking lunatics running the asylum. I don't uh, see OGK actually losing this. I mean, nah. it'd be, be a sensational kind of match. Do you know, the first time I've seen that Aussie opening, i just been looking at them. Uh, you know, immediately what came into my head. Uh, and I know this is me going a hundred years back, but Furnace and Lafon. Uh, right away I looked at them and I thought, oh, they remind me of them, and I couldn't figure out why. But just look-wise, I thought, oh, Furnace and Lafon. Interesting enough. Well, they were, Furnace and Lafon came out, they were pretty simple looking. You know, yeah. I don't mean that, I mean just, yeah. you know, they just look like wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, Aussie Open just look like wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They, they look like they're just dirty, you know. We came here to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. Uh, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> But no, I don't see OGK. I think it's a case that they want to help give them the biggest like, like match they could have for their for defense on the biggest show of the year. And uh, the good brothers aren't around, so 
Well, she might more say machine guns it is. Yeah. And do you realise that machine guns, you get the match because of fucking... <laughs> no, you get the fucking match because the good brothers are only there. It's one of the things every so often I come back to where, like, I don't think the tie division is always as strong as it could be. Because good brothers aren't here, so machine guns are probably going to lose. Who else do... Other than the... A, 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 maybe a thing with Vincent and uh, PZ that we talked about. Who else do they have other than, you know... Machine guns and uh, like the Bullet Club contingent of uh, Ace and Chris. Well, you've got the Bullet Club contingent. You've got uh, you've got uh, machine guns. You've got PCO and Vincent possibly. You've got uh, you've possibly. You know, you've always got Dina and EY. Yeah, but you know, you know as long as Dina's, it's just him and Dina. They probably won't win because Diener always takes the fall. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like people that could potentially be a team. Yeah. You've got Diener and EY. You've got uh, you get you get Swingman and Ziggy Dice. That's supposed to be a positive. <laughs> I'm yes, joking. I'm joking. Yes. You've got uh, Masa Slamovich. Would just by herself. Yeah, <laughs> just by herself. She would kill them all. <laughs> Slamovich and Killer Kelly is this fucking team. Mm. Oh. She's not going to really into team. Oh, no, team no, she's belts. just a solo cycle. Right, for now, and she's challenging Dorian Grace for the Knockout Championship, and I think Master should win this. I hope she wins it. Yeah. She better win it. I love Jordan. think she's awesome. She's a tiny, a tiny bag of muscle, mm-hmm. but no, give, it, give someone else a shot. And please don't bid us in the same I mean spot, which happens too often in these impact events. Because mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's the best spot the woman could be in. You think that it should be the main spot, the title match? Well, no, not the main spot. Like, put it somewhere in the card which benefits it better than the main, the same I mean. Because sometimes the same I mean suffers because of everything else that's come before it. And people are kind of like saving some energy before the main event. Yeah, I don't know what well, you... I, mean, I don't, I don't you know could, what... You could bookend the show with title matches, or you could... You could easily have you know say you have like the tag match first off right mm-hmm. well you've got your digital media title well that's the pre-show tag, you've got your tag match mm-hmm. and then have say your X division match no 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 pre-show tag belt women's title mm-hmm. X division and then have your your main title yeah. or vice versa have your main title mid-show and have the women headline I think I think Mickey me again would be a better semi-main kind of spot because maybe because I think they want to take their time with that match to give people a chance to really get back into things if they're yeah. a bit knackered and if there's a shock turn afterwards that'll get a reaction people that'll get people to stand up and pay attention oh fuck yes do you think there's now I've mentioned that to you do you think well it's in my head now so now you've said it's going to be one of the things where I fancy book, you fancy book something in your head it doesn't happen you're annoyed even though you, they didn't consider the thing that you randomly just thought in your own head if it doesn't happen you're going to blame me for it not happening oh you're damn right you're going to blame me you put that thought in my head and it didn't happen why could you put those thoughts in Scott Demore's head Scott Demore could do the is, cool thing is this going to be like if WWE completely fucks us and doesn't shop with Bray like you put those thoughts and yes. ideas in our head and he's not there you fucking well no, that's different that's different if they put your thoughts in your head and, and you get disappointed and that's different than you coming up with your own idea and get disappointed because they didn't think the same idea that you randomly thought of mm. it's a very different kind of way of getting pissed off it still annoys you though yeah Jordan I think had a, had a longer reign than she had before She's got to have some solid defence in it. She's 
won a women's ultimate X match. She's done all these things with it. Uh, oh no, she won in a women's uh, King of the Mountain match. She was the first ever Queen of the Mountain and everything. She's made history and everything. She's had some solid matches. I think the idea of putting over somebody like Masha, who you can again build as a mon- new monster in your division, I think would be solid. And inevitably build to, if they're not going to be a team, inevitably build to Killer Kelly versus versus um, uh, Masha. Masha. The only benefit to Jordan winning is if that thing that you just, you just mentioned about Mickey James turning heel does happen. Because then Jordan could come out and try and stop her. Mickey attacks her as well. That sets up Jordan v Mickey. Because mm. if Mickey turns heel and then wants to go after the belt and wins it, it makes more sense for her to win it off Jordan than. Because Jordan can then go on and be like, much like Mickey, much like me and Yamla like, and all the faces can say, like, oh, we used to respect you. Now you've, yeah, you've, been, you've turned into a wronging. You have to think, well, in that regard, it's very possible if that kind of scenario happened, Masha could get lost in the shuffle. Well, she could always go into the tag or even go into the idea of going after like an intergender belt like the digital media title. Mm. Maybe or maybe maybe they'll maybe maybe this will be a case of like how they swerved us with Macklin back at like Rebellion when we thought or no uh, hard to kill when we thought he was gonna win the X Division title, then he didn't. You know. If Masha comes out for it and ends up winning two belts over the course of the night. Be an interesting direction to go, but then then you that'd be kinda of confusing if the, They'd have to be in separate. You have to move the card around because, like, can't imagine when I say wait before she's going to win the match she's already advertised for. Because then people will think, "Well, she's not going to win this." I think it would be make more sense if, like, she if she opened with the, if you open with a knockouts match, she wins it, and then Barry Myers and we like move to later on. It's just like, wait, she's already wrestled, but no, look, look at you, I've got another belt. Yeah, I hope that I hope my random there with the made sense because that yeah, was yeah. I was falling all over myself with the words. I'm I'm one of a few people that can follow your train of thought, man. That's why we're so good together. Hell yes. And I think when we already gave away who we thought we think should win, but uh, Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander. Um, I want to say I want to say Josh because I don't like Eddie very much, but why? Uh, he's just a bit of a butthole. <laughs> I thought you liked him now. He's a heel now. Make up yeah, your mind, man. I do like him because he's a heel, but he's been nasty to PCO, and I don't like that. I mean, Storyline wise, I think as much as I like Josh, it would help the stories. To have oh, anyone, yeah, yeah. I like like stuff when him, but even though I might not kind of like seeing them and lose if it helps a storyline, I'll always give it the benefit of the doubt. But the fact that at Victory not only did uh, did Eddie pin Josh down the six man tag, but then the following Impact they went on and on about it, like I pinned Josh Alexander, I'm the first person to pin Josh Alexander in over a year. And then they showed this video package, which is just him pinning I know, the Die Hard Driver from different angles. I said that very fucking thing to Brian when we were watching it. I was like, it's hardly a video package, is it? It's like the bit in uh, The Simpsons. We already did it. It's done. Yes, but we've got to do it from different angles. Again and again, again and again and again. That Eddie Edwards is going to be big. Gibby Hayes He's big. big. <laughs> <laughs> so PCO sneaks <laughs> like, in. You're not, you're not Eddie Edwards. No, I'm just Eddie when he gets hurt. <laughs> do, you, do you know, many rant coming by the way, P- PCO is the one in Honor No More that has knocked his goddamn pan in Merlin, any of them in that goddamn faction. Yet he still takes shit for that prick. <laughs> shit from that prick. Yeah, every goddamn time. You're like, oh, we lost or we fucked up. It's your fault. Meh, meh. No, it's not PCO's fault. I had to say about God Mia Yim, we were talking about her earlier on, about potentially giving her something to sink her teeth into. How good was Mia Yim in that, like putting her into that triple threat revolver and then having her have that thing with Kenny 
with Kenny King the bastard that he is. Aye, aye. Like Fucking they do, Kenny like, King. I love how they can surprise you. Like, you, f- you forget that women can be involved sometimes in the X Division, and then they, and they surprise you. Like, By the way, Medium's going to be in this triple threat revolve. You're like, oh, fucking kill that. And they, I did, and they I did, even. Hey, how about a big deal? Well, this woman's in this match with all these men. Like, no, like, oh, she's me again. Because she's in this match because no limits and she's fucking me again. I just said when I was watching it with Brian, I was like, she better not win that. She better not win. She's not done enough to win that. She better not win that. Well, then, if she had the story with Mickey Jean, which I'm more I talk about, the more I'm thinking about it, it's never going to happen. Uh, she does the story which we think will happen. She will do enough to eventually win a title. Yes, I she think. will. But at this particular moment, she has not. I'm just saying. Which is, I was happy to see her put two people out. I thought that was kind of cool. I yeah. can't even know who it was she put out. Oh, she got two pins in Oh, there. yeah, yeah. And then Kerry King came in to be a bath. Who was it she fucking put out? I can't even. One of them, I think, was I was very surprising. Hold on, I'll see if I can find oh, it. Oh, see if you can find it. Cause I... Oh, God, who was it? Anyway, move on to something That's else. That's fucking while the only way for... when you've obviously watched something and then you're like, eh? <laughs> Mm-hmm. The, the people don't know this by the way I've put on my, my cool funky lighting you see my funky lighting don't you Scott yes I do but with all do you think the overhyping of like the of Eddie, Eddie's win really kind of hints that he might not actually win and would it, would it be kind of a damp squib end to you if Josh just stood tall at the end I, do you know a lot of people would say that I would say you know, playing it kind of fair and even here, I would say if it is done properly, mm-hmm. like if we if we date it right, I'll be happy if Josh wins. If it's done right, you know, because a lot of people like when you're watching fucking wrestling, regardless of what what is your preferred poison, you know what I mean. When you're watching it, I can't even find the bloody thing about the ruminations. Ah well, but fucking when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get it, you know, like when we've had Eddie like pin him and all this crap, and it looks like, oh, no, no more, I'm going to take gold, blah, blah, blah. If we hit the swear of like, and it would be a swear of Josh, you know, beat the odds against these cunts and, you know, kept it. Mm-hmm. If he did that, as long as it was done right and the finish was right, mm-hmm. like, I'd, I'd hate to see some kind of screwy thing with like, oh, no, no more, oh, God, I'd hate to see it if PCO causes some problem and causes Eddie to lose. Oh. PCO's going to fuck it up, isn't he? I put that in my fucking head now. You, I no, put you, that in my head. I'd be happy for either of them, but like I said, uh, I'm tentatively going for Eddie as my official like, prediction. Mm. But I think... It's, it's, so do you think Eddie... Your, your main prediction is Eddie's going to win, mm-hmm. and also if Eddie doesn't win, it's likely going to be PCO's fault. Maybe. If it's PCO's fault, I'm still going to back PCO, man. I like him. I think PCO, I think there's going to be a thing in the Battle Royal where, like, Kenny King will come out or whatever because he's the only other spare member. Him and Vincent will be there along with PCO in the Battle Royal. At some point, PCO, like, accidentally, like, Kenny King goes, gets thrown out behind on the apron and then PCO accidentally runs into him and knocks him out and then he gets mad at him and then that's God's attention and then PCO comes out. Maybe PCO will intentionally fuck it up for Eddie mm. and say, like, fuck it, I've had enough of you, so you've been yelling at me all last couple of months, I'm going to fucking up with you. You've been yelling at me and blaming me for everything, so there, this is my fault, you lost your damn shot, cunt. It's going to do, like, a, a donkey, like, right you are mean to me, you insult me, you criticize everything I do. 
Well, 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 top flight in your arms about. PCO and call your shot. Uh huh. Right? PCO. No, don't put that. Wins call don't, your don't shot. Don't put that in the universe. No. PCO no. wins call your no. shot. No. Yeah. All right, Vincent wins call no. your shot, Len. Vincent becomes not. a champion. Absolutely not. You won't have that? No, I won't. don't you put that evil on me. It's like Dixie Carter era <laughs> shit. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> yeah, didn't say Hulk Hogan. Anyway. Or Brooke Hogan. Going for it, I'm hopeful this will be a good story for storytelling and good matches, because although past is still us that we cannot predict fucking Impact pay-per-views worth of shit at times. I know, that's what makes Impact pay-per-views so fucking good, though. Because sometimes when you watch a WWE pay-per-view, mm. sometimes you're like, that's going to happen, or someone's just going to win that, surely. But when you're watching Impact, you're like, I don't know what's happening, this is cool. You know, like, I don't know who's going to win. Even on the fucking, like, see when I'm just on regular Impact? Uh-huh. Like, that fucking match between, uh, that one you referenced, you know, between Bailey and, uh, fucking, what, what? the other shoeless guy. Oh, no. Delirious. Aye, aye. That match was phenomenally good, uh. right? And all through it, I got, I got to about a halfway point, and I was like, the same thing happened when I'm watching a really, really good Impact match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he might actually win this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because at one point he was kicking the piss out of Mike Bailey, mm-hmm. and I like that's that's one of the things that makes me love Impact so much more than I love WWE at the times, because they make you believe. If you know what I mean, like when you're watching WWE nine days out of ten, you kind of got it, and you like, right, my guy's going to win, or this guy's going to win," but in Impact, you go. I don't know who's going to win. This is so fucking cool. It excites you. Yeah. Let's, you talk, about, let's talk about WWE because I don't have much time left here before I need to wrap things up. Cool, cool, but, cool. But I'm going to read out the six matches for Extreme Rules. I want you give me a quick thoughts on like, who you think might win some of these. But also, because there's also Roman's not defending on this show, who do you think is actually might win event out of these matches? Right? I'll, give you, I'll give you the six matches. We have the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland and Butch taking on Imperium of Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. He's basically a street fight with Irishy things around. <laughs> we have uh, Edge beef and Balor in an I Quit match. We have Bailey Bianca Belair in a ladder match. We have Liv Morgan v Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match. Uh, Drew v Kai in a strap match, and Matt Riddle v Seth Rollins in a fight pit match with UFC's Daniel Cormier. You want my predict? You want my actual predictions or how I want it to go? Predictions. What's the difference? Ah well, I want. What was the first one? Yeah, the first one was a six man tag. I've read it. Yeah, I want, I want, I want shame it. I want the Brits to win that. I think this would be a case of like, because. But I wouldn't be upset if Imperium won it either, because I love both of them. Well, like, I think it's like, because it's like 24 hours away after the IC title. It'd be a case of like, if Gunther retains, Brawling Brutes win. If if Sheamus wins the title, Imperium win. Yeah. Kind of, you know. Yeah, that's the way it goes. With with the Be- Bianca Belair v Bailey. Oh, at, Bailey has to win. I hope Bailey crushes that bitch. I think what's the thing that's funny is like yeah, uh, I think it's been said that there was a spot in that match with uh, Hell in a Cell which was shortly before Bailey got injured, where Bailey took like Bianca's finish on a ladder, which is maybe tied into why it's a ladder match. Mm. But like, I think but you know that damage control that Bailey's group are going to get involved. And you know what a traditional like pay per view with these kind of stipulations they book as a steel cage match, but then I think they also somewhere they realize like. Fuck, we've also booked a Kevin House to Cajun match with that. We've Matt Riddle and Seth. What should we do? Fuck it, make it a ladder match. I also wonder, right? 
You know how all the rumour tied into the possibility of Bray turning up again? Uh-huh. And also there has been the little murmur of, you know, well, his last big thing was, you know, messing with Alexa. Yeah, I think the, like, the graphic is briefly wrapped up, flashed up when Alexa's on screen. Yeah, and Alexa is friendly with stupid Braid, right? Uh-huh. Stupid dancing freak. Get to your but fucking point. Anyway, my point is, what if Alexa goes tweaky on her and fucks her over? Hmm? Maybe. What if Alexa goes tweaky on her and fucks her over? And I know it infuriates you, but that's exactly what my opinion is. I think she sucks. It doesn't infuriate me. It's just like, you see, it says about anything. Then you go off and you read many of Like, it doesn't. Like, you just say you don't like them, and then move on to the next rest of the book. You go off, you're off in a side rant where you're basically just talking to yourself. I find her character carcinogenic. I don't mean her, to raise her my voice. character I, I is horrible. I don't mean to raise my voice, but I'm just saying, you do it on SmackDown as well. Yes, I know. But like, but I am passionate. Yes. If you want to rant, do a rant. Don't stop your point and go on for your mini rant when you're just talking to yourself. Yeah, well... You're like... I, you're, like uh, you're like... You're like most of like at times. I'm talking on my own rage here. Well, I am when it comes to her. I don't like her character and I don't believe she is a good champion. Right. I very much don't. I, I get... I agree. I think that she is... is she held us into me and I agree that for, for storyline purposes and to keep... This new heel group strong. We should have her. Yes, we it. should. Because I think it's also more impressive. Because the bloodline are probably going to be in the men's war games at Survivor Series on one side with a lot of gold. It makes sense yeah. for the women's one for damage control to be on that side with a lot of gold as well. I believe so too, and I I strongly believe as a fan of the company, I don't believe she is a good representation of the women's champion. I really don't. I mean, yes, she's got moves in ring. I don't criticize her in ring work. I criticize her character. Her character does not work as a fucking champion. So I will not go into a little mini rant on I will say cleanly, I think she is terrible character-wise. I did not criticise her in-ring work. Right, right, right. Not one you, you bit. Said that. You said but that. her character and her as the champion is a fucking shit thing. She should be a tag champion or a mid-carder at best or cannon fodder for the champion. There is... Better people that should be the champion. Not just Bailey. Anyone other than Bianca Belair should be the champion. Anyone. She sucks. Plainly. Moving on. Rant done. Fair enough. Don't know where else is next. I don't know where to go next. We've got yeah. other matches. You went. You, you said the Burl and Brutus. You said this one. I don't know where else we go. Just name a match at random. What's the next one? Uh... Matt Riddle's several ones. That's there you go. That's that the one I don't know. I have no oh, clue. Riddle's, Riddle's gonna fuck Seth up, I think. Yeah, I know, but I don't know if it's gonna finish right. Yeah. You know? I don't know if it's gonna finish right. Riddle's definitely gonna fuck him up, but I don't know if it's gonna finish right. I mean, part of me wants to see Ronda be level main event because Ronda's on the poster, but really, if you want a main, main event in showing the high, you have the strap match because I think that's where Bray's most likely to pop up. Yeah. Also, I would like to say, I hope, I hope, I have my fingers and toes crossed, I hope Edge quits. I hope he says the words, because I do not want Finn Balor to, and it it makes no sense yeah. for Finn Balor to lose to him when Judgment Day are slowly but sure, surely gaining a little traction. It makes no sense for the leader, and a great leader, of a burgeoning and great mm. faction, could potentially be a fantastic faction, Losing 
to a has-been with a bad back. It feels weird that the thing has now become Edge v Finn, especially with the stipulation at the pay-per-view, because before Clash, there was a thing, they had like that match in Toronto, him and Damien Peace, because Damien was the first one to come into Judgment Day and everything, but maybe it's a case of like Finn technically stole them away, but really they all came to the decision together, like, we, we could just sack him off, really. Yeah. Probably didn't say it in that words, in those no, words, aye. but you know, they're probably like, do we really need Edge? No, I, do we really need him? But I agree with you, I mean, they lost at SummerSlam, they lost at Clash at the Gas, so I mean, yeah, Dom turned out, turned heel afterwards, and they've basically battered Edge and, fit and, and Ray every week since, you know, they try to fuck up Edge's leg and everything. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think you keep up, I mean, get Dom involved and everything. Yeah, because an I Quit match is a no DQ, pretty much, yeah. so... But then, like, like you said, every match here has some sort of no DQ thing, which again is like what the old Extreme Rules pay-per-views used to fucking be. Yeah. And I wasn't confined to just one match that is called Extreme Rules. Because like, you can't call it the one night where WWE goes extreme. It needs to be, well, one night they go extreme in one match. Oh, if we're going extreme, I mean, if you want, if you want a nitpick, mm-hmm. you know, it's Extreme Rules. Have you heard the song I've got for it? I have not. What is Extreme about? Like, got, it's some bubblegummy, dancey, poppy thing, you know what I mean? What's extreme about that? Where's the metal? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's Triple H. I mean, you've heard some of the songs that were on the takeover during peak Triple H, you know? If Triple H has his way into the music, there will be more metal. Thank Christ. Yeah. Possibly. I'm hopeful that the strap match is like case of, there is a strap, you can bat each other, but you win by pinfall, not your... I touch one corner. Oh, I touch another corner. God, that's irritating. Now, this, that was one of the new gen era's worst things, the whole, like... I mean, I didn't uh, mind the Caribbean uh, strap uh, matches, but, like, whenever they, they properly went to the corners, but, like, I went, oh, yeah, they got that thing. And, yeah, that, that reminder of that stipulation really sometimes yeah. took you out of the And ev- every time you saw that stipulation, you knew how it was going to go. It was going to go, well, touch one, then two, and then three, and then he'll fuck up the fourth. You know? And, by the way, going back to something... Yeah. With the whole women's title thing, ain't personal. Cause see when Bailey was all face and bubbly and ugly, hated her as much. Yeah, you just hate good guys unless they unless they're horrible to other. You know, you hate, you, hate, you love the heels unless they're buttholes to other heels. You like A I E Eddie and P C U. Yeah, yeah, very much. I like heels and tweeners. Mm-hmm. I do not like faces. There you go. Yes, I think Drew. Well. See, Drew should win, but I think Karrion should also win. Yeah, it's that's a hard a, one. That's a hard one. What if it goes to a no contest? Well, if it's the main event, it'll be a bit of a... I mean, if, it, if it's the main event and it's Bray getting involved, then maybe people will forgive it because of the whole, like, finally the thing's yeah. come to come each and it's the thing we want it to be. The, ah! Bray may very well may show up during that one because, like, like you said... People, you'll have a strong group of people that want Drew to win. Uh-huh. A strong group of people that want Karrion to win. So, you ain't going to have any happy fans regardless of how that goes unless the match is fucking stellar, which it could be between those two. Cause but, if you get Bray coming in and causing some fucking fuckery nearly fucking end. Fucking fuckery. Fucking fuckery, you know what I mean? <coughs> get that fucking trademark someone. Or us. That's uh, ours. You can't have it. We'll hunt you down if you try and do it. Yeah, that's ours. That's that's ours. Scott and Paul. Fucking fuckery. Fucking fuckery, man. <laughs> You're on a t-shirt and everything. Yeah, I'll do that, you know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. if if Bray comes in and causes some fucking fuckery and all that kind of carry on and, you know, fucks them up and all that shit, well, that'll be funky shit. That'll be cool. You know? Because I'll be like, 
be like, yay, Bray's back. I don't care about this fucking match anymore. Bray's back. Yeah, it gives them a bit of an out there. Also, that guy I talked about earlier on, that guy who came in to basically direct continuity and everything, mm-hmm. apparently he he was involved somewhere with WWE before Bray got involved, but he's only had the position for about a month or so. But allegedly he pitched a weird Fiend Bray Wyatt related <laughs> movie. Allegedly. Yeah. But like, supposedly he picked the film which featured Bray Wyatt as the fiend in the movie and then Bray got sacked so nothing really happened with that but can you imagine Bray getting to get involved in a movie where he can be his fiend character in this movie in some sort of horror environment like mm. yeah, that weird crossover he doesn't need to be the same as as on TV he can take weird things because he can we'll have more of a budget and editing behind it and he'll be able to make it darker too you can, you can basically get around some uh, restrictions, that's what I think I was thinking, looking for. Restrictions he might have on a traditional WWE television mm-hmm. with the gimmick. He can be more super, it's supernatural as he fucking wants. And more sinister. Pretty much. I think we've been rambling on for a good least an hour and a half. I can't remember how long we've officially been going for. But basically, to sum up the thing we already said at the start, we're excited about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited and fucking passionate about it. Mm. I think that's what leads to a lot of like when they're shouting on the show. I think that's a lot to it, and I I appreciate the shouting between us at times because it just shows that when you have passion for a thing. I mean, the way I describe the fucking way Impact is uh-huh. that is to me that is that brings out pure passion yeah. when I just when I get so excited I don't know, but also there's the negative passion yeah. you get when you. When for my thing, when when someone's bubbling all fucking stupid, in my opinion, it just causes rage, <laughs> clear rage. Because like like I say, when Bailey was a hugger with all her silly crap and her wacky waving inflatable tube men, wacky waving inflatable tube men. Yeah, I thought she was a fucking moron. I hated that crap with her stupid sidey ponytail and all that shit. But when she came out with her cool hair. And she beat the fuck out of those flapping, flaty, wavy fucking men things. <laughs> and then she became a cunt. When she became a cunt, I started to like her more. You know what I'm most excited about? Um, I say this before. I'm actually going to go see WB Live on the 30th of October when they come to Glasgow. What? What? Aye, the Hydro. Got, well, that's costing you something. Oh, we got, we got fucking floor seats. A really good, based on the map, a really good spot. We're How not, much of your soul do you have left? Oh, I didn't pay for them. Oh, I think like my brother's fiance basically. I think she tried to get in touch with her mum, but by that time at night, her mum was had fallen asleep. So she didn't. I think she wanted to be surprised with me and my brother, but she messaged me and basically said like, "I'll send you money. Like, try and find the best seats or whatever." And I said like, "She asked me was there anything on the floor? I went oh, here's the floor. This is what the price are for both ticket. I won't say on the show what it was, but here's the clear price." But she's like, "It's fine. I'll send you the money." If I went, "All right, fine. This is how much it is." She sent me the money. I bought the two floor seats, and then. Uh, basically, she said it was like it was also maybe a surprise for me as well as like a brilliant birthday and also thank you for watching their dogs while they were away on holiday. That's really solid. It was solid because she knows very wrestling. Then I mean, you really didn't have to do that. And then she just went, oh, "It's fine. Go watch some sweaty men wrestle or whatever it was." So <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, it's not my thing, but go you enjoy it. Go she on. originally wanted my brother to not know about it until the day of, and then have me meet him, ask him to meet me in the tune, and then I'd surprise him, and then I had to see her, and we kind of have to tell him why. What if he's after that day and he, they offer him a shift and he takes it because he doesn't think he has anything else on that day? Oh, all right, we'll just tell him then. <laughs> was he excited when you told him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was he stoked? Oh, yeah, he's stoked. Yeah. Because we haven't been to a live event since 
in WWE once since I want to say twenty seventeen. My God, because I don't because like because I was thinking twenty eighteen twenty eighteen briefly when like like in twenty eighteen I think they did a couple of tours where they didn't even come to Glasgow. We went to NXT UK one in twenty eighteen, but an actual main roster one there were one or two tours where they didn't even come to Glasgow at all. It was one of the teas they were going to do a raw here, then they just changed it to a regular live event. So at that point, I couldn't be hard going to live events because <sighs> I was a bit kind of I'd been there quite a few from like twenty eleven to. Like twenty sixteen, any of that twenty seventeen. Like yeah. I, I remember going to the Raw and SmackDown when they were here. That was really cool. But like going to the live events, I kind of got burned out of them because I'd been going so regularly. Yeah. But then it, it'd be fine to go back because I've not been in ages. Yeah, and the the quality of the show now is Aye. ramping up. I don't because like I think they've been doing a thing more where they cut down live events, but they do now more joint house shows now, not just Raw and SmackDown. Just yeah, one. So I get I never you never know who I'm gonna get to see. I might get to see a mix of people from different. From both rosters. That'd be cool. So you never know who I'm going to get to see. Just a pity you're not going to be in a position where you can get a little sign or anything. I'd be nah. like, take one of my videotapes, get somebody to sign something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that has been this Bever Glory slash Extreme Rules prediction slash just general wrestling chat. Yeah. So you heard, you heard the passion from me, you heard the passion from him. We are passionate about fucking wrestling. We love wrestling. And more people and should love wrestling. And sometimes they say fuck you, and sometimes you say fuck you, and sometimes we have a drink and it's like, ah, I like you, man. Yeah. You're not so bad. But rest- last thing, the thing with wrestling, like, not a lot of, like, for people that don't understand wrestling fandom, it brings a fucking passion in you, you know? Absolutely. It really does. You know, you get so, I mean, at the end of the day, these guys and fucking women are just fucking, they're just regular people at the end of the day, but when they're in that ring, they're your people, man, and yeah. you you love them. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'll never forget the day when I did, when I went to one of the rare collector things. Like, I don't. It's not a regular thing for me, you know. Yeah, I go I go on occasion if I'm asked or if I know someone cool is going. Yeah, you know. But when I got to go to that and I met the million dollar man <laughs> and fucking Duggan and Grado, <laughs> that was super cool for me. You know what I mean? And I met Lance Henriksen, so that was super cool too. And I had a, as I've told you, my bro moment yeah, with Lance Henriksen. He's like, "Do you have a player?" And I was like, "I have two. And he's like, "Bro," and I was like, "Yes." So, so just thinking, so that's on the third October. I get paid on like the first of the month, so that that play I'm usually skimped. I'm like, I'm going to save a certain amount of money before by that point because I want to buy drinks and the fucking hydro can mm. really ask me here on that one. Buy yourself, buy yourself one of the things that people take to festivals. <laughs> Buy yourself a fake beard belly that you can fill with lager. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just stick the wee straw up your sleeve and just sit there going. I'm glad I'm on the floor because going up and down the stairs when you're carrying a drink on you, the weird stone steps that you have in the upper levels of the hydro. I, I always think I'm going to fall on mass. Don't think I've ever been in the hydro, so I don't know. I've been to Bray Head. I know yeah. we've done some wrestling I, I, in Bray Head. I think it's very similar to the steps, but it's like all like fucking stone as you're going up to the upper uh, levels. Ah. It's all like. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And hope you're looking forward to this weekend of wrestling as we are. Make sure to tune into past episodes of wrestling where we talk about other passionate things in wrestling, both Impact, Retro, WF, and other current WWE stuff that we've been talking about. We've been talking about a lot more current WWE lately than we have in a long time. And you can take all our past episodes on that, and even some non-wrestling uh, stuff like Frasier and all sorts of other foods and movies and shit. Listen, listen to our last week's one, the, the catch-up one. Yeah, the catch-up one. There was a lot of food talk on that one. He he was he was kind of drunk and I I was I was, I was 
I was not kind of drunk. I had a couple. I was phenomenally high, though. Yeah, you were. I, was, I, was, I just I, maybe I seemed drunk to you. Yeah, no, I was. I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was high. <laughs> so take that in our back catalogue. You also find us on the Rogue Pains podcast. People we also do a show where we're so passionate about serious things on Rogue Retro Smackdown. If anyone Rogue Pains podcast, you can find the both of those feeds on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you choose to get your podcast. Follow us at SPM on Twitter or Facebook.com forward slash on podcast. Get Rogue Pains at Rogue underscore Pains on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter if you feel so inclined at ScumCloud1996. Woot woot. That's a lot to get out, just as I feel like a cough coming on, but I've managed to stay back. Like, <clears throat> Lamenthal, sweetie, has helped you. A little bit, yeah. It helped me cut through the show. We were recording Smackdown not too long ago, and I was probably... I mean, somewhere will be out there, but I'm sitting here like fucking tiny tin, like... <coughs> but when he got a Jakeman's throat and chest mentally, sweetie. I and it's a miracle. I can talk. I can cured. Hey, Jakeman's, we still don't have any sponsors yet. Any chance? Come Paul, on, help Paul, us out. Paul will still hurt himself out to any potential sponsor. Yeah, I'll show like a, I'll show like a fucking bitch, man. <laughs> like <laughs> a thing. Yeah, I'll just show like fuck, man. But Paul, Somebody, come on. Who, maybe WWE, maybe Impact, whose theme song should we play ourselves out with here? Whose theme song should we play ourselves out with here? Should we, mm-hmm. to get our hopes up, play one of Bray Wyatt's themes? I believe we should. Classic Bray or Fiend Bray? Oh. I have a way to figure it out. Oh, he's getting up. In my empty hands here. Uh-huh. In my empty hands, I will go like that. Mm-hmm. One of them is Fiend Bray. Mm-hmm. One of them is Prophet Bray. You pick. Hmm. Fiend of the Prophet. I'm going to take the left hand. You have picked the fiend. Very good. I was secretly hoping to be the fiend. Yes, you have picked the fiend. So we will be playing the fantastic song by Code Orange. You choose wise. <laughs> anyway, and hopefully W make the wise choice by making it fucking fair. And hopefully this is the song we'll he'll ring out. Or maybe we'll come out with an entirely new song. But if, it, but if it's, he's the fiend... Hopefully these will be the song you're ringing out. If he comes out looking like that weird rabbit caricature I've seen online, I'll be fucking freaked out. <laughs> like something in a fucking Donnie Darko. Yeah. Because I was freaky like drawing, man. <coughs> yeah. Whoever does the artwork for Bray is a creative and freaky motherfucker. Much like Bray himself. He's a creatively freaky fucker too. But will this creative, creative creepy motherfucker be Extreme Rules? Only time will tell. Bye-bye. Bye.